Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. I'm here with my girl, Jen Mertland. What's up? Monica, what are you doing? Oh, you know, living the dream. Are living you the dream. living the dream? You live in Ohio, man. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I just got back from a weekend, like a girls weekend with some of my good girl buddies. And we went to Hocking Hills, which if you are from Ohio, you'll know it's like a great place that... They have a lot of big houses and cabins and you can just get away and hike and a lot of them have pools and all that. So I'm coming off a whirlwind weekend. I've never been there. It's great. It's beautiful. It sounds like like a lot of trees and grass and stuff. Yeah, but guess what? No cicadas. Really? Yeah. And I don't know if you're listening and you don't know what a cicada is. They're nasty. Look it up because we've got them and you would freak out. They're so gross and they're (laughs) dumb. They don't bite and they're bad liars. But they are just dumb in that they like hit you and bomb you and they don't know what they're doing. Don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> they're dumb. So bizarre. <laughs> yeah. How do you spell cicada? Is it a C? B I C C A D A D A. Yeah. If you don't know, if you're not from these parts, look up cicada because we've got every 17 years they come out. Anyway, there were no cicadas in Hocking Hills. Oh, that's good. I just None. don't like bugs in nature in general. I mean, okay. you wouldn't I like, like it. flowers, but like, I don't want to be near a bug. You like big cities, like you like yeah. Mexico City and yeah. like, right? Yeah, you're, a, you're a city girl. Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. All right, well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. We are so glad you're here. And today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this question. What is your obligation to another agent when they make a mistake on a contract and it's in your client's favor? (laughs) Let me repeat this. So what is your obligation to the other agent when they make a mistake on a contract and it happens to be in your client's favor? Ooh, ouch. What do you think? Ouch. Has this happened to you? It has happened to me. Nothing major, nothing like earth shattering. It has happened to me, and depending on what it is, if it's not that big a deal, I will usually be pretty reasonable about it and allow the agent to make the correction. If it's something a little bit more serious, I will probably run it by my clients and just say, hey, look, this was an error. This is not what they meant. I'd like to give them permission to change it. Are you on board with that? I think that's the spirit what of what we're say doing. now? Then, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to rep your client, right? I mean, you're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, here's the thing. Like, I think like I've had it actually both happen both ways where I've made a mistake. Cause you know, I mean, filling out paperwork is like hard, you know, especially like some of the, like we do Ohio and Kentucky like you. Mm -hmm. And it's just the Kentucky one is so, oh, it's annoying. Is it it annoying or is it that we're so used to the Ohio one that we just don't like the Kentucky one? Honestly, the Kentucky one's probably better, Mm -hmm. but we're just, yeah. So So used to, yeah. But if that happens, I'll call the agent and be like, look, I'm not that versed in Kentucky contracts. Can you just look at it quickly and make sure? 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I'll give them a heads up. Mm-hmm. And I've had agents like, you know, they're new and they'll like say something similar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we'll try to work it out. Like what, cause we've usually come to some type of verbal, right. Or something like that where yeah. we know what it's supposed to say. Yeah. But like, if the agent's a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> then. And they've been difficult the whole time. Yeah. And it's not a huge deal, but it just like, I don't know. I mean, I'll say something like I'll, I'll tell the client, right. And they'll probably Mm -hmm. agree to say something, but too bad. Mm -hmm. So I'll bring it up because they're going to find out. Right. I don't, I don't think it's, I think you have to bring it up because they will figure it out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because you want to make sure that the spirit of the contract remains intact. Yeah. I think that's the overarching thing is there's still room for being reasonable Mm -hmm. in contract negotiations or contract execution, I guess. Right. I mean, if it was a true error and uh, I don't know. So for instance, if I came to you and I said, we were doing a deal and I said, Hey, I just realized that technically the inspections were over yesterday. Mm -hmm. We didn't get the report till last night. I forgot to ask you for an extension. Are we good? Are we still good? I guess, what would you say? I guess it would depend, right? So if the seller, my client, if we had like a really strong backup offer and they were jumping down my throat Mm -hmm. and it was a better deal, I'd be like, let me ask. And then I would ask and they would probably be like, no, we're done. Yeah. But if it's like everything's been going along and like you've been communicating the whole time and like it just really, it does depend on the seller. And Mm -hmm. it does depend on the agent relationship. Mm -hmm. It's both. Mm -hmm. Well, and the buyer, seller and buyer. But there's no room for like this staunch, hard line, like, no, the contract is what the contract is. I mean, is that what we're saying? Some people are like that. I'm like, dang. They're like, you got to fill in every single thing. I'm like, okay, we'll relax. Like, (laughs) we'll get it. We'll get there. (laughs) Like you, I mean, it's not making the contract different to not fill it. You know what I mean? Like, are you a lawyer? Cause I'm not. Yeah. I have in my career, I think twice, but at least once now, this was very early on. I've been doing this 18 years. I have, this was probably in the first 18 two years. 18 years is a long, it's a long time. How is that possible? I had You're only to, like 30. I know. I know. I started when I was 13, <laughs> but I did have to pay for my buyer's repairs because I missed the inspection deadline and the agent was unreasonable. (laughs) I mean, we've all, look, I bought a fridge. (laughs) We did that recently too. Alan just bought a washer and dryer (laughs) and he's been doing it for over six years and it was his first time that happened. I was like, Alan, this is your very first mistake in six years. Like, good for you, man. Good. Mine was like out of the gate, like first year. I was like, crap. And I bought a fridge. Yeah, it happened. And I, I never bought a fridge again. It happens. I wish we could file that with our E&O insurance. Oops, <laughs> need to buy a fridge. Right, exactly, exactly. I actually woke up thinking about negotiations, contract negotiations, and kind of, really? I don't know why. Well, I think oh. there's like there's like a clubhouse I'm going to be a part of on Thursday about negotiating real estate contracts. Okay. And I was thinking about like, what are the strategies for like negotiation? Because and, and a lot of people say, will say like, you want to have like a win-win, but like, do you? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> Is that what you're going for? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It seems like a win-win denotes also a lose-lose. Well, a win-win though, my problem with that, I like the win-win. I think the issue is to make sure you're defining what the win is because a lot of clients think the win is like winning this particular battle over this price negotiation. But right. no, the win is that you get to sell your house in right. the time frame you want right. and for the amount you want. Or right. win is that you, or you get, you to stay get this house or right, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's our job as agents is to make sure to pull back and redefine the win because yeah. they get so in the freaking weeds. They want yeah. to win, win, win this little minute. No matter what, got money on your mind, can never get enough. You know the song? Yeah, yeah. What? It, yeah, what, yes, I it's do. DJ Khaled. There it is. <laughs> uh, Sing it for us. Um, no. Okay. Dance um, party is your arena. I want to just make a plea to all agents listening to this to just, without jeopardizing your fiduciary responsibility, to please freaking ease up here. Like, let's be human beings to each other. Yeah. And I think there's so different markets where this could be more of a problem than where we do business. So yeah, like I think like probably California or Flo- especially Florida, like Florida, when we talk to these agents from Florida, shout out to the Florida agents, but hey. they're like all a lot of there, you have a culture of being like combative. Oh, do they? There's, yeah. Like, mm. and I don't know what that is. Mm. I, I think it could just be like, in a lot of other parts of the world, real estate is kind of like the wild, wild west. Mm-hmm. Like it's not organized like it is mm-hmm. here in the U.S. And so maybe it's like that. Maybe it's because of that. But You're like in Ohio, nice. we're generally like pretty nice. You right, know? We're pretty. We got that Midwest nice thing going on. Yeah. Well, the million dollar listing, like the, the reality TV shows have not helped because you see those guys for television, by the way, guys, for television acting a certain way. You don't need to act that way. That doesn't fly. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. ridiculous. But I do think, I think that if you're nervous, like if you're like me, like you were, you're in a new state or whatever, you don't do a lot of contracts in that state. Like have somebody look it over before you send it or talk, Mm -hmm. have a good relationship Mm -hmm. with the other agent. Or if that agent is, you can, you know, right away if they're going to be a stickler, right? Mm -hmm. So don't Mm -hmm. send stuff without people looking it over. If you're not good at paperwork Mm -hmm. like me, because you, it is a contract. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is. Yeah. It, it is. And, and especially your if you're like in an attorney state or something like that, it could be a real problem. So true. It is so true. Like yeah. Chicago. Is that an attorney state? Well, Illinois. it's not a state. Uh, they, Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Geography by realtors. That should be our other podcast. <laughs> oh my God. I meant is, is Chicago in a, no, Illinois is in general, not an attorney state, but Chicago is attorneys, but I don't believe the rest of Illinois is. Oh, interesting. It's weird and annoying. Yeah. But like, yeah. So I think this could be a problem other, other places. I think it'd be cool to like hear people's stories about what's happened. Mm -hmm. For sure. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. I, I just think people need to like, they're, human being first guys. I mean, I know fiduciary responsibility. I get it. I get that. And of course, Mm -hmm. and that's why you go to your clients, but you're going to lead that conversation. Right. And And it does matter what you think. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been negotiating with other, with realtors before, and I can tell that they don't, 
they're like, well, I'll, I'll ask. And I'm like, but wait, but how you're going to ask makes a difference. So like, can we just talk through this quickly so that you, I feel like you understand what I'm saying. Cause I want to be like, you're an obviously an idiot and you don't know how to do a net sheet. So can we just like talk through this so that you understand what you're asking? But you don't say that to them. I say it in my head and I have a tone, (laughs) which could be why they get upset. (laughs) You're right, though. It matters. And I the the thing that drives me nuts is when these agents go back to their clients and get them all riled up. up. What the hell? Stop it. This does not serve the greater good for your clients. No, you're to be the buffer. Our job is to buffer. Be the calm. Be the calm amongst the storm. Right. And send it out, baby. Here's the reason we could do this. Here's the reason you wouldn't do this. If you're asking me, I think it would be a great gesture if we went ahead and did this and allowed this change. You know, clearly it was a mistake and we need all need grace at some point. Are you? Well, and the fact is, is like if people could just not close and the chances of the other party suing are really low. Right. So it's like, you know, be nice or don't. It's your choice. But like, there's no reason not to be nice. Right. Isn't it the worst when your clients are the jerks in a deal? You know, there's always one jerk. <laughs> and it's the worst when it's your clients. And you're just like to the agent, like, I'm sorry. Just sorry. <laughs> we did a podcast on that. Like, yeah. what if your clients are the ones that are dicks? And it was yes. like, they took the fridge or took the mirror, or took the yes. cabinets or the toilet or whatever it is, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I don't know. It'd be... This kind of led us down the path, though, of negotiation. Mm-hmm. Maybe when we come back from the break, we can think about like some top tips for negotiating successfully or something like that. Okay. You think this is good? Okay. Sure, sure. Um, so let's go back to our corners, take a break, hear a word from our partners. And when we return, we'll talk about negotiations. Uh, okay, let's do it. Real estate agents, do you need more time and less busy work? As a mom of 10 and a business owner myself, I know how hard it is to coordinate it all. I'm Leanne Sipolis, and I want to tell you about Real Support Solutions. By providing marketing, admin support, and training, real estate agents and small business owners can focus on revenue-generating activities that improve their success. Real Support Solutions helps you manage the activities that will continue to build your business for the future while you handle the dollar-producing tasks that need your time and attention right now. Go to realsupportsolutions.com, enter promo code FIGHTCLUB, and get $100 off your first transaction or three hours of training. Buyers need agents, sellers need agents, agents need real support solutions. Call today, 513-814-7150. I want to tell you about Vulcan 7. Now, I know, I know you don't want a cold call, but I actually use Vulcan 7 for circle prospecting too. It's a great way to find sellers for your buyers and buyers for your sellers. And Monica's the one that showed me Vulcan 7 anyway, (laughs) and I love it. So I'm really excited that they've agreed to partner with us on our podcast. So if you want to do more deals, then you need Vulcan 7. Go to Vulcan7.com slash Jennifer Mertland for a $49 two-week trial of the system. And I guarantee you will never look back. Welcome back. Let's get back inside the ring and finish this battle. And uh, let's have our final round. And I think Jen suggested uh, before we went to break that we have maybe a little discussion around negotiation tactics. Yeah. Since this is kind of what we're talking about. I mean, you're really renegotiating maybe sometime somewhere there was an error. Right. Yeah. 
So well, yeah, and just kind of like dealing with other people. And I, I liked what you said before, and it made me think about it. Well, plus I woke up thinking about negotiations, mm-hmm. but it also made me think about, it's like, what is the spirit of the contract mm-hmm. and defining like, what does it mean? Like, what would make the clients happy? Cause that's your goal and what you mm-hmm. think and what they say could be very different mm-hmm. and what they say and what they think can also be very different. Mm-hmm. So it's like our job as real estate agents to figure out really what is, what is a, what are they going to be excited about? Mm-hmm. Like when the transaction is over, what will make them say like, that was a successful transaction. I want to refer all of my friends to you. You're the best. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And then I think like that's, once we have that, that's what we kind of like, that's what we get them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Something that's coming to my mind that's maybe not directly related to negotiations is when you are setting expectations, which comes up a lot in our conversations. Hey, look, there's, there's going to be a time where you're going to derail because this is very emotional. I want you to know that my job is to sort of take, take the boxing gloves off and like have a real conversation with you and maybe steer you back onto track or be your level head. Right. Do I have your permission to do that? Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's sometimes what we're talking about in these negotiations is guys, you're trying to win every battle and you cannot, we have to win the war, not every battle. Right. Let this battle go. Let it go because then we can win something else and freeze it up. We have to, because that is part of negotiation is allowing the other side to feel like they won something so that you can get what you really want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And knowing what it is your client really wants. For instance, the real thing was to get out of here on time. Right. For the most money, but right. the time was the issue. And if we do this, we're going to be held up. We're going to, so right. I'm what going to put it? my real estate hat back on and say, I'm doing my job here, which is right. to get you back on track for your timing. But I think also what you're speaking to is, is answering questions before they're asked and communication. So mm-hmm. most, I mean, a lot of successful negotiation is communicating with the other person. And through communication, you can ask questions and learn mm-hmm what they're thinking. Because mm-hmm. once you understand what somebody's thinking, you can understand mm-hmm. like maybe what questions they have mm-hmm. or what is going to be a sticking point for them. And you can maneuver around it to get what you want also. Mm-hmm. That sounds manipulative, but it's not. Well, it's a win-win because you're understanding what's really important, right? Yeah, I guess. It just seems so like, I understand the spirit of win-win. Mm-hmm. But it, it does that you don't have to like, I don't have to be bloody on the ground for you no. to win. Right? Yeah, I don't think you should be. Right. I mean, sometimes, not well, you. You do. But like some that. agents, it is a win if they're bloody, right? You're <laughs> right. Like, we want this. <laughs> like some and, buyers, you're like, you're a jerk, man. Right. And they just want to win every little aspect of this freaking process. Yeah. And it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Any other hot tips for negotiating mm-hmm. that you can think of? Really, I, I do believe what you said is true is you have to understand the bigger picture. Yeah. You have to ask enough questions. And be like confident enough to know, like in your head, you, well, you're not only a salesperson, but you're like the problem solver. Like that's what mm-hmm. salespeople do. Mm-hmm. But in order to solve a problem, you have to find the damn problem. Mm-hmm. And in order to find the problem, you have got to ask questions. Ask and questions. they will not answer you unless you sound like confident and that they trust that you can help solve their problem. Mm-hmm. 
So, and if you were my seller or buyer and I said, Hey, we're going to go through this process and it's going to be a series of battles. We are not going to win every battle. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean we're not going to win ultimately the war, which is to get you in this house because it's the house of your dreams. Right. Do you give me permission to tell you when we need to lose a battle so that we can ultimately get to the end? Right. We've got to have those conversations because then you can say, permission. yeah, permission to do this, guys. I think this is where you could give in on this Mm -hmm. and we can still win. Right. Because you're on their side. Right. You're really concerned about them and your your goal is to help them get what it is that they want, but you have to identify what they want first. Yep. And if you don't set that expectation out front, then it looks like you're against them. And yep. that's where clients lose confidence in their agents. That's where agents lose business. Yeah. Is you might get them over the finish line, but they're never coming back because they felt like you were against them the whole time. Yeah. Don't do that. When in reality, side of the table, and that's actually a negotiation tip too. Like if you're in person Mm -hmm. sitting on the same side of the table, Mm -hmm. instead of the opposite side is naturally less hostile and less combative. I think that's very true. It is very true. true. Yeah. That was an interviewing tech technique. When I used to interview, I was in human resources for a bank Mm -hmm. and we used to interview for, um, processors yeah and we would get on the same side as the table of the table uh, with them see i like to interview like i like to make it combative because i want to see how they are under pressure but you don't get the best of them then well but i don't i mean that's fine because i need to know this is a really high pressure job and like i need to know how you're going to behave and act under pressure and when you don't have all the answers what are you going to say if it was a high pressure job then that might be true this was not this was Check oh, processing. I'm just saying as a real estate agent, <laughs> right, right, other realtors, like that's what it's about, you know? Yeah, I like it. I, like I don't it. know. But we have a really good um, tiebreaker. It's, oh, we're good. not talking about negotiations in the tiebreaker, more about like what the original question was, but he had yeah. some good thoughts on it too. So stay tuned oh, for that. Good. We'll tune in. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor and get to our Facebook page. A real estate fight club podcast and uh let us know what you liked let us know if you have an idea for another episode and be sure to follow us and subscribe and all the things all the things subscribe. all the things <laughs> and if you did like this episode please be sure to share it with a colleague um, if you have questions about exp or you want to learn more you can call me or text me 513 nine one and be sure to join us on clubhouse thursdays at noon where we'll have we'll battle it out again you can we can hear your opinion all right thanks monica see you next time bye bye all right i'm on with chris perez hey chris how are you hey what's going on jennifer you know, hanging in there. Well, you're our tiebreaker today. I'm really excited. So just for a quick introduction for you, you're the broker owner of Real Estate Craft in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, which is a nice place to be. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. We're, we're actually uh, located in Miami Lakes, Florida, nice. but I also work the Fort Lauderdale area as well. Yeah. Oh, nice. Even better. I pretty close to it. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So you're our tiebreaker and this is perfect because you're a broker too. And you coach and train your agents. So maybe we'll hear like the real answer and then what you tell them, you know, but all right. So your question is the other agent makes a mistake on the contract, but it's in your client's favor. What's your obligation? What do you do? 
Well, my first obligation is to my client. Boom. And? It's pretty simple. So you're just like, whatever, they messed up, that's it? In most cases, yeah. Okay. Um, it's got to be something where I feel the other side would be very, very hurt monetarily. It would just be unfair. Okay. Um, then maybe just because it feels wrong. Yeah. I call the other side and see yeah, what the Yeah, that's the rub, right? Like, if it's like, man, like, let's say you guys talked about it or you know the other agent. What if yeah. you know? Then is it different? If I know the other agent, it makes it a lot more difficult, but it's kind of the same answer. Yeah. I might make a new friend with the other agent if I, if I point it out, but I, I'll let my client know first and give them my, my opinion and why we should bring it up to them. Yeah. Um, and if they're okay with it, maybe we do that. And if they're not, then it's their call. It's their contract. I mean, that's true. I w it's a, that's a hard one, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. I, it, I think it might have to be a game time decision depending on what the error is. Yeah. You know, if it's something that's, uh, you know, it's unethical and, and maybe you know that that other agent's inexperienced. They told you over the phone, this is my first deal. Right. Then we might have a responsibility to that other buyer mm -hmm. just because we're supposed to protect the public as well. Right. It's not my that's client. But yeah. I'm supposed to protect the public as well, right? From from harm. Right. I mean, that's the sticking point. And it's kind of like, okay, it really depends. It's very situational. So yeah, like maybe if the um, negotiations have been really tough and they're always tough, and maybe if the, your clients felt like they got a little bit beat up and this is like some small win. And to your point, it's not like necessarily unethical. It's just like a minor mistake, but it feels like a win then maybe it's like, but you'll have to tell them at some point, right? Most things come up sooner or later. <laughs> right. So like, you know? at what point do you tell them? Sometimes it depends. You know, if they've been a real jerk and they've been real difficult and nickel and diamond you to death and they made an error on how much they requested as a repair uh, credit. Right. And it's in my client's favor. Maybe they changed their mind. Maybe. So sign it, send it back. And see what happens. <laughs> if it goes to closing and nothing is said, then maybe that was their intention. Like, I, it's not my job. I don't think it's our job to second guess everything that's on the contract that they write. Right. You know, if it's a flagrant, flagrant error, yeah. and if it may hurt the other side, and I know this, then I might bring it up. So if it's like maybe the agent uh, misunderstood something regarding the property and they made an error and misrepresented to the buyer an issue regarding the property. Mm -hmm. I think that needs to be corrected right away because we want everybody on the same page and we don't want any, any surprises down the road that can derail the whole thing. Right. And we want to protect all parties. Yeah. But if they wanted a credit of 10,000 and they put 8,000 or 5,000. Right. It's not my job to, to second guess and to make sure that they're doing their job right. Well, and to your point, that could be just they rediscussed and that's what yeah. they decided. But it, it would be a lot different if they said a credit of 10,000 and everybody knew that, and then they put only one, yeah. then maybe that you would know would be an accidental. It wasn't like yeah. they changed their mind, right? They, they may have omitted a, a, a few zeros. <laughs> right. But at that point you're like, sign it, send it back. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious.
<laughs> no, I mean, look, that that if it's ten thousand, it's a, and there's one dollar on there, and everyone's already discussed it. Yeah. Then I'm gonna call them back and say, hey, I think there's a typo because. Yeah. Then I'm just gonna create a problem for myself down the road. Right. In about five more minutes, when yeah. they realize what they've done, and now I gotta get my my seller signature again. Right. Such a pain. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's not worth the aggravation right. when you know what their true intention was. Right. Uh, but. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a balance. I, you know, you came out pretty strong and we're like, it's, it's, you got it the best interest of the the seller, but the best interest of the seller is to also keep the deal together. So there's that like balance of like, is this a mistake or is this a change of mind or like, what is it? So you're saying you're, you're basically saying if it's an error, that's clearly a mistake. Talk to the seller and be like, they made a mistake we should talk to them. Are you in agreement? Blah, blah, blah. And then get it to correct is basically yeah. what your stance. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That yeah. makes it's sense. It's very situational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, 100%. that's good. That's a hard one. Well, Chris, I like, if people, I like it too. If um, people have a referral for you in um, Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, what is the best way to get a hold of you? The best way I'm, I'm really good at picking up phone calls and my cell is 305-725-8913. And my email as well is chris at realestatecraft.com. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.